Ash. Taryn. <laughs> I think you always start off with Ash. I'm kind of mad at you. Why? And I chose to be on the air to tell you. Of course you did. It's very fitting for you. You say I'm your best friend. Yeah. You say you love me. I do love you. You say I'm the most important person. You are the most important you person. You say you would die <laughs> for me. I but would you die have for been you. dating someone and I'm the only one in your life who hasn't met him. That's not true. Well, only Alicia's one. Alicia's met him. Lexi's met him. Well, that's two. Your group of friends that are not your best friends have you met him. You weren't here. You weren't here. It doesn't matter. And also, we said when one of us would start dating someone, we would find someone for the other to date. I am working on that. Last I checked, <laughs> I am still single. I am working on that. I haven't met him. So, what means anything? What, what is the world? What Nothing matters. <laughs> This is what you want to discuss. That's it. I'm working on it. Let's continue for the people. (laughs) And pretend like everything's fine. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Two um, best friends give advice. The best, <laughs> the best, great. The, um, the the spiteful one over there is Taryn. <laughs> I'm Ashley. Welcome to Unsolicited Advice. We are the podcast that that gives you the the most professional advice most at professional. all times, uh, for all circumstances. It doesn't matter uh-huh. what situation you're in, uh, what season of life you're in. Um, we're here for it, and we are here to advise you on it, even if we haven't experienced it ourselves. <laughs> Don't I know it, girl. Um, <laughs> also, what was I just going to say? Oh, um, this is our first episode back. From Halloween. From October yes. series. We had, um, as, as you guys know, Taryn and I go hard for Halloween. Um, we just completed our October series. This is our first episode back mm-hmm. uh, to our your regular scheduled programming. And uh, we're very excited to get back into like the routine of things. I, I don't know about too, you, yeah. Taryn, but I feel like with like... The Halloween October series, my schedule just like freaking just hits the fan. I don't know busy. what I'm doing every yeah. day. I'm not sleeping. We're we're constantly getting content, trying to catch up, trying to find scary stories mm-hmm. like good ones. It feels good to be back. Yeah, it feels good to like also like it's just like not scary things we're yeah. reading. Like we get to just like talk. It feels more light, uh-huh. even though like obviously there's still like mine is like a heavy topic today. But it's like, yeah, it just yeah. feels nice. Like, it, it feels, feels like nice. normal life. Also, the second freaking Halloween like hits, like uh-huh. it's done. Uh huh. I'm in Christmas mode. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. No. I'm listening to Christmas music. Mariah I feel Carey. magical. On so I go from death to life within <laughs> like a few hours. It's great. She goes great. to bed Halloween night, wakes up a new person. I don't want a life for <laughs> <Just Christmas. arrived. laughs> yes. My God. Guys, it's great. if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, review this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we have created the coolest community here. Seriously. Um, with unsolicited advice. And I, I feel like we just need to just invite more people into yeah. the family. So if you know someone who hasn't listened, maybe just... Just send them this. You know what? Yeah. No context. No context in any way. Just send them the episode. Yeah. That's all. That's I your always, homework for today. I feel like our episodes are so easy to send to because mm-hmm. we talk about so many things. So like, I feel like if you listen to one of our podcasts and you're like, oh my gosh, this, this is talking about a breakup. About someone. My friend's going through a breakup. Yes. Like, just send it. Yeah. Send it along. Yep. Anywho, uh, do you have a tear it up for us? I do. And I'm very excited for this because I don't know if you remember, but I think it was our second October series. Was it the one I yelled at you and I was I like, was like don't read so it. I have yeah. a tearing it up, but it's not Halloween themed. Yeah. And Taryn was like, absolutely not. We shut it down real hard. Yeah. Guess what's back? It's back. See, I knew I knew it would have its she's time back to and shine. She's, she's she's ready to go. Um right. so this one is titled Oh, do you want to break down what a tearing it up is for any new listeners, yeah, Taryn? Um, <laughs> Taryn's tearing it up. It's basically... This should have the jingle. 
Taryn's tearing we it up. We talked about this before, but we couldn't. Come but up we never with like a good one. It's yeah. okay. I'm gonna work on that. Um. Yeah, so Tearing It Up is basically a segment where you guys share, like, embarrassing or, like, what just happened scenarios, mm-hmm. and we all relate and laugh with you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what's the alternative? It's a good laugh. Die in shame. It's a good, it's a yeah. good laugh. Okay, this one is titled Tearing It Up, with three exclamation points after it. Crushes and ditches are an awkward combo. Oh, she fell on a ditch. But you don't know where this is going. She fell. Okay. Hi, Taryn and Ash. Hello. Oh, she called me Ash. I she love you, you too. My name is Melanie. And first of all, I love the podcast. I've been listening from episode one and I'm obsessed with both of you. Anyways, into this mortifying story. So this story takes place two years ago when I was a senior in high school. I'm now a sophomore at the Texas AMU University. Sorry, just had to plug the best school in the country. Haha. <laughs> Dang, what's that like? I did not. I went to like junior college and then like a Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a basketball program and then one year it got shut down because they got caught drinking. <laughs> no. And they were like, in Jesus college? said no. How yeah. dare they in yeah, college? It was um, so I don't know what that's like to uh-uh. like go to a school where you're like, or also just to have like school pride. Yeah. I, I, I went to a lot of schools <laughs> to graduate in time. Cause I was, I mean, I was doing online schools at different yeah. places to get it all done. Yeah, same. So I don't have that like pride. Um, but I love that you do. And I love that for you. Texas. Continuing with the story. Longhorns, right? <laughs> so me and my friend Madison were staying the night at her older sister's house It was around 10 p.m. and we were feeling hungry, so we decided to go to McDonald's. Madison asked her sister if we could take her car, and she was very hesitant, but eventually said yes. So we get our food, and before going back home, Madison thinks it would be a good idea to drive past her crush's house just for fun. I was completely against this idea because his house was pretty out of the way, and the thought of him possibly seeing us driving by was so embarrassing. Mind you, I'm an Enneagram 9 for context, and Madison is an (laughs) 8. Which, if you don't know Enneagram talk, Taryn and I have talked about this a lot. It's a personality quiz that Taryn and I have just, like, full-on, head-first dove into. Mm -hmm. I'm a 9. We're very non-confrontational. Any of those sticky situations, we usually just don't allow ourselves to get anywhere near it. Um, Whereas eights are very confrontational and actually, like, thrive on the drama. So that makes sense. Which I always think that's so interesting that nine could be a wing eight because it's like those seem so polar opposite. Yeah. But also like I'm a two who goes to an eight very frequently. So two goes to eight. Nines have harbored anger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it explodes where I can't. You don't see it very often, but every once in a while it'll explode because it has to get out at some point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's the difference. Continuing. Well, Madison is the one driving the car, so of course we end up going to his neighborhood. We're going to call the crush Jacob. So we turn into Jacob's neighborhood, which is basically one dead-end street. We pass by and see that he's home. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're here. Now let's go home. (laughs) We've accomplished what we did. Let's get out. So mind you, we're on a road with a dead end, so we're going to have to do some sort of three-point turn to get out of here. So Madison is trying to turn around when suddenly the car falls off the side of the road into a steep ditch. All caps, right in front of Jacob's house. Oh my God. My God. I'll insert a picture of what it looked like, but basically the bottom of the car was stuck on the ledge of the concrete while the front was in the ditch and the back tires were off the ground. I'm immediately panicking because one, I know we're going to have to call for help. And the thought of that makes me want to throw up. LOL. Two, this isn't even our car. It's Madison's sister's car. Not just like a few years older sister. No, she's in her 30s with four kids. She uses this car to drive her kids around. Anyways, as we're trying to think of the game plan, Jacob's dad walks outside to see what's going on. He was super nice and decided to help us. But of course, he calls his son Jacob to come help as well. The first thing Jacob asked is, why are y'all in my neighborhood? (laughs) 
my gosh. And what am I supposed to say? Oh, you know, just wanted to drive by your house. Madison told him that we had a friend that lives at the end of the street we were going to see, which he has to have known was a lie because that friend most likely would be out here helping us. So eventually, more and more neighbors come out of their houses to try and help, and it ends up taking about an hour to finally get our car out of the ditch. Oh my God. Meanwhile, Madison's sister is yelling at her over the phone. My dad's calling and asking why I'm in some random neighborhood. Gotta love life 360, which I'm assuming is like a locations oh, like track. app. Yeah, tracking. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, it starts raining. <laughs> Needless to say, Jacob and Madison never became anything past awkward acquaintances after that, and her sister never let her drive the car again. Sorry that was such a long story, but this story cracks me up every time I tell it, and I hope y'all got a good laugh out of it. I'll put some pictures below for reference. I love y'all and hope I can hear this on the pod. XOXO, Melanie. And here, how do you recover from that? I'm just like, I mean, obviously they didn't. But I like, would have been a hot mess if that was like me in front of my crush's house. House, There's a picture. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there and just then, wasn't like traction to get it out. <laughs> there's her with an umbrella <laughs> in oh front of the car. Oh my gosh. That's Horrible. rough. I mean, I was just, high school is just one of those things when it's like, you just, I, I personally, I'm speaking from my own personal, I just got so dumb in front of my crushes. Like the yeah. dumbest stuff would come out of my mouth. Yeah. I would trip and fall. Like yep. things would fall out of my hand. Like I was just a mess whenever yeah. I got in front of crushes. So willingly putting myself in front of his house, I know something like that was going to happen. Like oh, that's just yeah. in the cards for me. So yeah. I would have never done that. But <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That it's like too like you're too young to come up with like good lies like yeah. nowadays she, she probably would have come up with like a better one like like at that point it would have been better to just be like oh we were gonna come like see you yeah yeah, yeah. we were gonna we're, we're going around surprising friends and you're next or but something they weren't like if he's like how do you know my address we're not friends you just have a crush on me yeah rough, rough stuff. that's the like fun stalking though right uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I definitely did it. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available. And they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Hello, everyone. It's Taryn and Ashley from Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now. Just go to unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com. Um, should we like get into stories? Yes. I'm like, how do we do I'm these? So, really I know. I don't even know how to do this anymore. Also, I kind of miss the scary music. 
I know. It's okay. I mean, we could still put it on. It just might (laughs) be weird. The mood might be off, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So mine is definitely starting off with a bang. Okay. It's definitely like a heavier topic. Um, But I feel like, I don't know about you, like, I feel like I've, I've had a lot of people over the past couple years who have lost someone they loved or you know of someone who's going through that or, you know, we're getting close to the holidays. So it's like bringing up a lot of stuff for people. So I felt like it was like a good topic to talk about, you know, but, um, this is from Kristen and it is titled, will milestones ever be the same again? Mm. Hi ladies. I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning of the year and I've recently gone back and listened to some of the older episodes too. I always find myself nodding along to your advice and getting fired up about some of the stories. Keep doing what you do. You're awesome. Uh, thank you for that. Dude, I nod along with um, podcasts too. And then I find myself like if I get frustrated sometimes with what they say, I'm like, come on. Like I talk about it all yeah, the time. So I, my dad, oh, so I grew up with a dad who like loved watching sports all the time. And I never fully understood why he'd yell at the TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then like a lot of podcasts, specifically podcasts, not necessarily TV shows that I watch, but podcasts, I feel like I'm in the conversation. Yep. So I talk in the car a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now I'll be imagine like, mm-hmm. that, like, but with the fiery passion of like so much anger, like yeah. that's how people feel like games. And yes. Stuff. yes. Especially yes. when like you're yelling at the ref. Yeah. You're like, Rah! I remember you being know? like, why is dad so mad? Yeah. No, you <laughs> get fired up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've been thinking about writing into you for a while now, but I never really knew how to word my email. Apologies in advance if this is choppy. I'll start with some background info. I'm an Enneagram 5, and my boyfriend is either a 6 or a 1. The test said 6, but we both feel like he fits more as a 1. I feel like those are very different. I would agree. That's like interesting. I to would me. sometimes, obviously, the test isn't a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely uh, get a book and read about both, and then he can he can yeah really find out what resonates. Which with him sounds most. like they're saying yeah, it feels because yeah, six is uh what researcher the researcher or I'm so sorry, six is the loyalist. Oh, okay, one yeah, yeah, yeah. is the perfectionist. Yeah, hmm, that's interesting. Um, I'm an elementary school teacher, and my boyfriend is a public servant. He works for the government. He's the most amazing partner I could ever ask for and supports me in all my crazy adventures. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years and decided to take the next big step in our relationship. We bought a house. The market in my city is absolutely wild right now, and we bought in the height of it with a four-month-long closing period. This worked out really well for us as we have been able to move in with my family, save money on rent. It also meant that I had a long time to get excited about our new home. Fast forward to today, we're 12 days out from closing, getting the keys and moving in, and my anxiety has hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm not anxious about the move or the house, but rather everything altogether. We're a couple of weeks away from a new school year, a new house, a mortgage, and so many exciting things. But as excited as I've been over the past four months, I'm suddenly very overwhelmed. My dad, the most amazing and important man in my life, passed away unexpectedly on New Year's Day. And because of COVID, we haven't been able to hold a celebration of life for him. COVID restrictions are finally allowing for this, but it means it's also happening within the next few weeks. The house, the start of school, and planning a memorial is a lot. To make matters worse, I don't feel like my side of the family is at all excited or happy for me to be buying a house. My older sister bought a house all on her own three years ago, and my family was so excited. Now my mom and sister don't even seem to care about my big milestone. I know my dad would have been thrilled. He would have been so excited and so helpful, but he's not here, and it freaking sucks. I don't know if or how I can mention this to my family. My boyfriend understands, and he's been wonderful, but I feel like my mom and sister just don't care. How do I tell them I don't feel supported without making it a big deal or hurting them? Thanks for listening and giving me a chance to write this all out. It's not easy, but I think I needed it. All the best, Kristen. Wow. That's hard. Kristen. I know, that's so hard. I feel like... um, 
there's like so many different things because like obviously like even if you took out the like main part at the end like there's a lot going on in your life right now like with a house with just like school and all this stuff so anxiety and like stress and all that stuff being present and then you add on something as big as losing a parent like I can't even imagine like the levels of emotion right now for her you know oh it's it's got to be wild. I it's n- it's not even comparable, but I remember there was a time in my life when I was graduating college in a month. I found out that we were moving from my apartment with my sister to LA and I lost my great aunt who was like the closest relative to me other than like my mom, dad and sister. And I I don't know if you remember but like I was going through it. I had my body was doing weird things. Like I had this lump in my throat that came out of nowhere that everyone said was probably stress related. And I was losing my mind because I couldn't keep up with everything. Yeah. So I think one of the most important things, it sounds so freaking cliche, but you just have to be so gracious with yourself because I don't think when you're going through it, your adrenaline's going so hard that I don't think you realize everything that you're going through in that moment and how heavy each and every single one of it is. Moving alone is so stressful. stressful. There's so much to think of, especially buying a house, like not apartment to apartment, but like purchasing a home. Oh yeah. That's heavy. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stress. Um, Man. Yeah. I just feel like you need to you just need to be super gracious with yourself. Yeah. And re- and like give yourself credit for getting this far. Yeah. I couldn't imagine losing a dad on top of it. I know. I I mean, I've I've definitely experienced loss. Um you know, like my my grandma passed away during COVID and all that. So I can definitely relate to the whole it's just been so weird with like you know, like normally like you have time to like grieve and mourn and you have a service and all this stuff. And even like my my grandpa doesn't understand why like it's hard for him to understand that we haven't been able to have a service and we're working on stuff now. But even the other day he like freaked out on me and I was just like it was so hard because I'm like. I get that, you know, like it's your time to like honor that person that meant so much to you. And yeah, yeah. Um, I have not experienced the loss of a parent, but I have a few people really close to me that have. And I know that's something that's just it's it's a pain and it's a level of sadness that you don't understand until you go through it. And I feel like what I'm going to say is like it sounds like not helpful but I hope like you'll understand because you know she's like is anything going to be the same again like am I going to be able to celebrate these things and I think to an extent like no like when you lose someone it changes like the trajectory of your life and I think um milestones and stuff like it's going to be like a new normal that forms like that void is not something that just is easily like just forgotten I think you find new ways to like heal and find joy and when you reflect on that person there's more like you know like excitement about memories and things like that and finding ways to still have them be a part of your story but I think I think right now I think when you lose someone like that becomes something that the rest of your life kind of shifts to where at least for me, like when I've lost people, I'm like, nothing matters. Like Mm -hmm. I just sit back and I think about, yeah, like all the things that I stress about. And I'm like, why am I spending my time on this? Like life is so precious. Like Mm -hmm. it changes people. So I think that I would keep changing your focus on like not getting upset because your your mom and sister aren't excited for you, but seeing that there might be something else still tied to that. With that being said, I don't think it's a problem for you to sit down with him and just be like, hey, I know things are like different. I know we're all still hurting and we're all still grieving, but I it kills me that like dad's not here to like go through stuff with me and like I need you guys. So yeah. like I need you to be excited with me. I need you to, um, 
you know, be a part of these exciting things because I'm already feeling this void and like, yeah. and I'm feeling like even distance between you guys and like, I just can't do it. Like it's, it's too hard for me. And I guarantee like, you know, they'll either see that and be like, shoot, I'm so sorry. Or if they respond harshly, like it's coming out of hurt mm-hmm. and you need to just take it as that, you know? Yeah. And something that's weird for everyone right now um, that I'm I'm really learning is I don't think I really realize the significance and purpose of having a funeral or a celebration yeah. of life. Um, like that's a very, that's something I never would have thought of before, but it is such a crucial, like, meaningful purposeful ceremony to give you closure to allow you to like say goodbye and to kind of like book in their life something yeah. mm-hmm. where you are able to actually like talk about them for an extended period of time celebrate them talk about all the good things talk about all the bad things and then kind of like book end it and something about a funeral i think it has a a, fi- a finality to it that a lot of people haven't gotten this yeah. year. Yeah, oh my gosh. And it yeah. puts i can't imagine like just like your grandpa and you and our uh writer like so many people are experiencing this weird limbo where yes, they lost someone and they might have even lost someone a while ago, but they haven't been able to actually like mm-hmm. bookend it. Does yeah. that make sense? And that's not it's not a comfortable place to be in. It's also a very new place to be in. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe maybe that's something you can do on your own. Yeah, well, and she said like they they're planning like within yeah. a few weeks they're having the service. I so feel I feel like think, things will be a lot better. I think yeah, I think it'll definitely help, but I think yeah, I don't know. Just like stuff's different, and I I think especially like within the first year, yeah, like everything is the first, you know, mm-hmm. like the first Christmas, the first this, and so, um, and I've noticed like with um, you know, my sister in law lost her mom a few years ago, and like there still are days where something will come up where she had this initial reaction to like wanted to tell her mom something, mm-hmm. and like it is so oh. It, like, is heartbreaking, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, like, I think the worst thing you can do is chase after trying to get your previous normal back because it's just not. Like, the people that come in our lives, like, they change us. Mm-hmm. And when someone is taken away suddenly, like, it's not something like a, like a little cut that just heals and then you're back to normal and you forget that cut was there. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it changes you drastically. And so I think it's it's kind of like navigating, like you said, being really graceful with yourself, but also finding your new norm. And I think part of that comes with just that openness and talking to people you love about like, hey, I'm having a really hard day. Like I, I just told you about my house and you didn't seem excited and I missed out and I wish he was here to like celebrate with me. Like just be open and talk about that stuff because that's the best thing you can do. And if your family's not able to give that to you, then like find people who are willing to be there and be that comfort in that space that you're needing extra support, you know? Yeah. And even giving them like a heads up, like, Hey, this isn't a normal hang. I need to like, I need to see you and I need to vent. Like I need to get some stuff off my chest. Um, any real friend would love to be there for you. Obviously. Taryn and I both believe in um, therapy. Yeah, that's another thing yes, that can help yes, you. Yes. Grief therapy is a very mm-hmm. specific, specialized thing. Yeah, and um, sometimes I think it's it's hard to realize that that's the spot we're in, or yeah. that's the spot that we're needing help with. Um, but I I agree with Taryn. I think all of these emotions and all these thoughts that you're going through, that's gonna p- keep you in a fog, and just kind of like vortex around in your head until you're able to finally talk about it and I feel like once you start talking about it more it'll just become easier and easier and it's not one of those like Taryn said you don't get over it you learn to live with it and it just kind of slowly dulls but it's never going to go away yeah um so yeah I think we just need to talk to everyone we can about it yeah 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 and like yeah like I think you should still be excited about these things, and yeah, I think celebrate. That's a you huge should find people to celebrate. And if your mom and sister aren't able to, like that's okay too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. 
it's just that's a hard chapter to be in. And I like I said before, but just I my heart just goes out to everyone who's, you know, experienced loss and Mm -hmm. heartbreak during this time where like mourning is so hard. It's just been like a hard time. So um, we love you and we're sending all of our like positive thoughts to you and your family um, during this time and we're super pumped for you in your house like yes that's so exciting and I and I know it's just it's just a hard it's a hard mix of things but mm-hmm. I hope that you give yourself space to be pumped for yourself and celebrate that like you and your boyfriend and, that's a huge yeah, move yeah, 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 yeah. and and you two deserve to yeah. celebrate that um and yeah but thank you so much for writing in um, I hope you find the right words and space to talk to your family, and I hope the service is beautiful. I'm sure it will be. And I hope it just brings your family closer. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for writing in. Um, I've talked to so many people uh, through work, through friends of friends who have lost someone mm-hmm. and are struggling um, with just day-to-day life and living and navigating that new world right now. So I know, I know so many people are relating to your story right now. I was going to, that made me, rem- that reminded me, um, you should try to like reach out and find someone who's gone through a similar yeah. thing. I know like, um, I mentioned my sister-in-law before, like when she, when I see her talking to someone who's also lost a parent, like they're just able to connect in a way that I can't connect with as of now. I mean, I'm thankful for that, but I think like it's, there's something about just talking with someone and not, I mean, all of us want to not feel alone. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's why I'm thankful you were brave enough to like write about this because I'm sure people listening have gone through something like that. But I would encourage you to like reach out, even if it starts with just looking for like a support group or um, if you know of a friend who's lost a parent, like asking like, hey, can we get coffee? Oh, if you can find that, yes. Yeah, I think we need, like that's what human connection is and we all desire to just feel understood and to feel heard. And yeah. I think sometimes I can try as best to offer that, but at the end of the day, sometimes you're like, okay, well, you have both of your parents so like you don't get me you know what I mean and that's okay like that's okay if I can't support someone in the way someone else would so um I would encourage you to just think if you have anyone yeah and that's also why it's so good to be as vulnerable as you can about it because a lot of people want to talk about stuff like that Mm -hmm. but don't know how to yeah um my we have a family friend who lost her husband a couple years ago and um, my mom is in like a, a group with her, like a friend group. And there's this new person, I guess, that joined the group that was being very like hesitant and quiet. So our family friend went to go talk to her. It turns out she had lost her husband Aww. this year. And the two of them like connected, were able to talk about mm-hmm. it. They found someone who could understand the pain that they were going yeah. through. And they're like getting each other through it together and I think my mom said it was really beautiful to witness like to see that like realization that oh you know exactly what I'm going through was just like insurmountable it just just makes you feel like not alone it just makes you feel like okay yeah you get it that's beautiful so yeah yeah, I think that is one of the beautiful one of the good things that can come from talking about it Mm -hmm. a lot is because eventually hopefully one day you'll be talking about it and someone can say, hey, me too, and then you can connect. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. We're going to change topics because it's time for my story. Um, This one is, this one's a good one. It's, what? (laughs) What? You good? It's titled Miss Too Independent. Oh, me miss too independent it had an, a, a, independent. a question mark at the end and i didn't say it right you know that song that's like i-n-d-e-p-e-n-d-e-n-t do you know what that means she got her own house she got her own i'm not joking i don't know why independent was always a hard word for me to spell that song is it an e or an a and so there were so many times when i'd be writing it and then just in my head i'm like that's what i used to do for you remember like spelling spelling class like in school yeah. um to like memorize vocabulary and stuff i'm not kidding 
me and my mom would sit down and make a, a rap for every single word. To, yeah. It was Why the is it only so much way I could remember it. Remember songs. I'm sure there's studies on it. Guys, but. I genuinely, I was so bad at school. Like, so bad at school. But even, like, have you ever had, like, a, a song from you loved when you were in high school? It comes on. Yeah. And if I were to be, like, sing all the words, you'd be like, I don't know. And the but song then it comes, comes on, on and, and you're just like, like, I know every, every word. single word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 100%. 100%. It's so wild. Okay. Here we go. Hey, ladies, I have been a podcast listener since day one, and I love you both so, so much. I was just finishing the, quote, confidence is your own episode, and Monica's story made me realize something about myself. But first, a little backstory on my life. I am 26 years old. I have my own interior design business, a side marketing business, and then my paying job as a personal assistant to a food blogger. Wow. I'm busy girl. Wow. I am heavily involved with my church's outreach team and lead the photography team as well. I'm an Enneagram four with a three wing who loves deep connections with people, but isn't always the best with reaching out to others. I also Wait, sorry, say that again. Enneagram what? I am an Enneagram four wing three who loves oh, deep okay. connections, but isn't great at reaching out. Okay. I also went on my first date ever this past June, the week of my birthday, with a guy that I met on Hinge. Mm. And it was great. He was very attractive. Yes. I think that, okay, so I signed up for Hinge again. Hell yeah, you did. No. I don't know if it it broke. (laughs) Or like, if I'm just very unaware that like the pictures are terrible that I chose or something. I've had it for like a few months now. And the last time I got Hinge, I was so overwhelmed because it was like, 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 like. Like no one's liking me like at all. Let's should we should we go over your profile Maybe I together? Broke something, but it's not been good for my confidence. <laughs> it's not. It's not you because not even like it's the weird you. guys are like, "Hey, beautiful, let me buy you." <laughs> but do we want the wrong guy? Like they don't even want me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not like, true. Did I do like I must have done something? Should we delete it and restart it? Like Maybe. unplugging the computer? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Because I've been, it's made me question everything. Oh, no, 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 no. At Hinge. Can we get a Hinge sponsorship? That'd be cool. Can you just like boost my profile? Uh, Yeah. And how come, like I hear these girls that are like, yeah, I started talking to this pro baseball player. Where? Because all I'm getting is like Where, how, when, what? Who like fishes for a living or whatever. Which like, that's great. But like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Um. Anyways, she met a guy on Hinge, and it was great. He was very attractive, but he has a daughter, and I'm not really ready to step into a motherhood position. So I continue to search for my amazing guy, but I haven't found him yet. All that to say, I'm just a girl who has been single for the majority of her life, and I have definitely become Miss Independent. But the more I try to find love on dating sites because of COVID, eye roll, emoji is what she put. (laughs) Sorry, Jared. You're just like, (laughs) I roll. I roll. Uh, The more I find myself accidentally ghosting the guys. I can be super interested in them. They could be reaching out. But am I too independent to be able to settle down and find love? I know how much I desire to be married. I even have a journal full of letters to my future husband. Cute. I have one. Where is that? I, I did write a letter one time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also know that communication is a key element to a successful relationship. I just wonder if Miss Independent can become Mrs. In Love. I mean, even the song from Neo says she got her own thing. <laughs> That's why I love her. Miss Independent, won't you come and spend a little time? <laughs> I love you. You're funny. Do all independent women struggle with staying connected long enough to build a genuine relationship? Also, I do have a therapist from BetterHelp that I love and adore. What's her name? (laughs) But I haven't been able to schedule appointments with her due to money constraints. So any helpful comments um, from my big sisters. Stop it. Would be greatly appreciated. Love always, Jess. P.S. I definitely hope you sang the new girl theme song when we said Jess. Oh. Who's that girl? It's Jess. Oh. Get on my level, Terry. Shortened version. Get on my level. I thought Um, of New Girl, if that counts. First of all, first of all, let's backtrack. Let's go to the top of this. You have an interior design business, a side marketing business, a like a an actual personal assistant, your full time paying job for a food blogger, 
and you run two teams at your church, that's five jobs. Let's take a moment to acknowledge. Slow clap. Jess, you boss babe. That deserves some kind of recognition. You are killing it. I'm so proud of you for not only, you know, killing it in your personal assistant job, but also just like chasing down your dreams and running your side businesses as well. Like that's incredible. And I, I don't think there's anything. I feel like the way you're saying independent and misindependent has like this kind of like joke to it, but you are independent. And I think that's amazing. And I think that's a gift. And I think we should celebrate that for a second because you clearly are crushing it at life. Um, and I don't know about you, Taryn. Mm-hmm. I very, I feel like I very much relate to Jess here. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I dated for a bit, and then I remember at one point I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna work. I'm mm-hmm. just going to dive into work. And I didn't like have a relationship for a very long time because I. I just freaking just dove in. I was like, I'm going to. Well, we too. We have very. We if we don't make an effort, we will never date anyone because That's both true. of our lives, like we don't, our jobs are like normal circles. We don't regularly find ourselves like interacting with men, single men. So yeah, for us to be like, I'm not going to focus on dating. Like we're li- like we're not going to date because yeah. we're like so removed yeah that's why i walked out of covid i walked out of covid basically a year without going on like a real date and i was like i'm dating this year (laughs) you know when you like just haven't had something for so long that you don't miss it because you like forgot what it's like (laughs) that's more anyway continue (laughs) roll past all i wanted to say was that it's okay to be focusing on work Mm -hmm. and thriving in your work life I think life is always a balance of like if you're thriving in one area usually you're not thriving in the other area mm-hmm. you know like you're constantly juggling stuff um I feel like the guy's gonna come I actually in my opinion can I say something really quick I know I've been saying something I know I've been saying something I'm just gonna let you know I'm just still going. gonna keep going <laughs> one of my favorite speakers his name is Michael Todd he has this Love relationship series that I'm not kidding. Changed my life. And this is not verbatim because I don't remember exactly how he said it. He definitely said it better. So if you want to look it up, Jess, I highly recommend you do. But he basically was saying that we as a society put so much focus on dating and kind of put down singleness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when or where that started. Um, I do think like as a society, we are growing out of that. I do notice that. But as of right now, it's still very much like, oh, you're single, kind of. Oh my gosh. It's unintentional maybe, but I or do think favorite. there's like a- How are you single? You're like the funniest, prettiest person <laughs> ever. I'm like, thank you, Susan. You're, you're like, you know what, Susan? I know. I know this. I know, I'm, I know I'm gorgeous. I don't care that you think I'm pretty and I know successful. I'm funny. <laughs> or are you going to marry me? <laughs> no. Or that, oh, don't worry. He's coming. Yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> Leave. Leave, Susan. Cool. I'm so sorry if your name is Susan. Anyone listening? Um, but I think as a society, we feel like we have to like work at dating. And if we're single, like we need to like be trying hard to find someone. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, we do have to try. <laughs> Yeah. Looking at you, Taryn. I'm looking at you. (laughs) But I do think there is something to be said about chasing your own dreams. I think as women, a lot of us feel like we have to like plan our lives around our partner um, and kids. Mm -hmm. And I think I don't know if that's like a a natural like motherly thing Mm -hmm. um but i do feel like that's an instinct that we have to like put them first and plan our lives around that no jess here is single so you have the ability to live your life to the fullest the way you want to live it right now and then if someone comes along the way who deserves being prioritized then you can like prioritize them in your life um but michael todd said something about staying in your lane and living the life that you were meant to live. And I promise you, if you live your life fully, living your passions, chasing your dreams, killing it in the career, one day 
you're just going to like look to your left and there's going to be someone who is in the same lane, killing it with their job, um, has the same goals, aspirations, passions as you. And he's going to be like running alongside doing his own own thing or her own thing. I don't know. And you're just going to look over and just be like, hello. What up? Where you been? What up? Like I've I've been looking forward to meeting you. I don't what I'm saying is I don't think you should wait for someone to live your life and continue doing what you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, fully. And I do think, I mean, it depends. What, what, she was a four? Jess is four a wing three. four wing three. Okay. Um, I know, like, specifically for me, something I've been realizing is, like, I think this, when I was in a relationship, I am the type of person, and not just, like, I'm not just talking romantic relationships, and I feel like you can attest to this. I put everyone else's needs before my own Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to not be like that. So if I'm not in healthy relationships, I am not a healthy person because if I'm not in a relationship where someone else is taking care of me the way that I'm taking care of them, I'm just not taken care of. And so for me, I'm like, when I think about the fact, like the second when I get married and start having kids, I know myself like I know my life is going to revolve around their needs and putting them first, which is why I think it's so important for me and the mate that like I choose because my last relationship, it was not even, which is why I went in like a plummeting downfall. And so so I I look at this like time of singleness and I'm like, okay, I watch myself completely like throw away my identity to become what I thought my like boyfriend wanted Mm -hmm. and now I see I'm like that's why it's so important for me to form who I am and like make these changes and spend this time on like becoming like having a practice of taking care of myself so that when I get in a relationship I have a solid foundation and I can still take care of someone else but I have this life that I've created too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. all comes together. And so I think I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I totally agree with that of like finding like what is beautiful about being single and using that time to like invest in yourself um, before you find someone else. But I do think there is something to being too independent mm. to where like you kind of create this big gap. Well, yeah. Where you're not even looking for something, you're not willing to change anything about your life to like coexist with someone else. And I think when you have two completely different people that are like opposite, have their own likes, desires, routines, whatever, it's very rare that you have those two people that come together and both of them don't change at all and mm-hmm. they just somehow find yeah. a lane. So I think. There are certain things if you're too set in like what you do, what kind of activities you do, if you're talking to anyone like that kind of stuff to where you're not even opening your eyes to what's out there. I think that there is a danger in that. And I think I definitely have fallen into that where I'm just so like in my own life. Honestly, I think the word is comfortable. Yeah, comfortable. It's safe. Um, You're very used to this. You are comfortable with this. There's no threat of heartbreak. There's no threat of like getting hurt in any way. Um, And that's a very safe place to be. Oh, fully. It's it's very much, especially if you come from like not feeling control. Wow, having like a little bit of breakthrough right now. Um, <laughs> like I struggled with that growing up, yeah. like not feeling in control in like a lot of different areas of my life. And it's something I'm like really working through in therapy right now. But that makes sense why like when I finally like got free of any type of relationship or thing that was like over looming, like that was just like making me do or be what someone else wanted me to be I thrived in that because now I feel more in control of like what I do what I spend my time doing all that kind of stuff but then it's scary to think about someone else coming in and like what is that going to look like what is that going to do to this safe space I've created you know yeah so it is like I think there is some self-reflection that needs to happen so I think it's good that you're asking this question like am I too independent because I think there is a line there that can be crossed. But I do think what Ash was saying and what I kind of touched on too of like f- 
find the beautifulness in being single Mm -hmm. and work on yourself for yourself so you can be the best version of yourself to someday give to someone. Absolutely. I think there, I think, um, there's this meme that I saw and it, I, this isn't it exactly, but it was basically saying like, you can't get your heart broken if you don't go outside. (laughs) And I was, (laughs) I related to that to a degree where I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, especially during COVID, like I feel we were all in a funk, you Mm -hmm. know? And I was like, why? Why? Just waiting for the delivery man to show up. Oh, like, highlight of my day. Yeah. <laughs> Postmates. Hello, sir. What's up? My Randy, only interaction with men during yeah. 2020 <laughs> was my Postmates. <laughs> when they text your orders outside, I'm like, like stop. stop. Stop flirting I'm with coming. me. I'm coming. Just chill, Randy. Putting, chill. On, putting on lip gloss to yeah. go outside and grab my suit. No, dear, you know what I'm the most thankful for? Is that no one has access to our front camera because Thank the God. way that I look freaking wobbling to go get my postmates. I usually am like in my sweats and I'm just like chilling, like going to yeah. get it. And and every once in a while I pick up my phone and I can see the footage and I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. So glad it's no one good. else it's sees me just like struggling to get out of bed. <laughs> but just back to you. Um singleness is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's such a special season where you get to focus on you and growing yourself and challenging yourself and, uh, learning new things about yourself, learning who you want to be even. Um, I think what Taryn said is spot on. I think some self-reflection needs to happen and you need to decide like, do you want to date right now? Yeah. Cause if you don't, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I think you should keep yourself open to the possibility. Like if someone came across your path and they're interested in you and you're interested in them, give it a shot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to focus on work right now and just deal with dating later, that's totally fine. Yeah. But at the same time, if you feel a desire to date, you're allowed to do that. I think yeah. that's the beauty of being single is it's you get to do whatever you feel like doing. And I think you need to kind of sit down and decide like what, what, which way you want to go. Yeah. If I that agree. makes sense. No, fully agree. But stoked for you. Stoked for your business. Yes. That's um, so cool. I am so proud of you for doing that by the age of 26. Like the, 26 is young. Also, honey, 26 what is young. You'll find a guy. What was I doing? 26. Uh, I didn't graduate college till 26. So that's what I was doing. I think I had like recently gone through a breakup, moved back home. I feel like I met you around. That's I when... met you around 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when you were 26. Yeah. When was your breakup? I don't remember. Got it. I feel like I was around 24, 25. Okay. Anyways, everyone's just sitting around Can listening to us. Uh, <laughs> Mark's like no. talking about our timeline. Uh, but yeah, I'm pumped for you. New season. You got this. Dating's fun. Go date. It'll be great. Okay. Should we wrap it up with a dad joke? Yes. Also, You're I feel like this like was this a one. great. This was a really great. Yeah. First back. episode back we're into back. our. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we dive in deep? We sure did. Yes, we did. Um, this. Dad joke is dedicated to you, Ash. To me? Yeah. Honored. What did the grape do when he got stepped on? Wind. He let out a little wine. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it's dedicated to you because you're like, okay, wine, <laughs> coffee. Mm, only a couple of things here. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for listening and making it to the dad joke. You already know we love you the mostest. Be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe. All Share this podcast to all your friends. Follow us on Instagram uh, at Unsolicited Advice. Also, Taryn and I have our personal Instagrams. Mine's Ash Nicole. Taryn's is Taryn Renee. Mm-hmm. Follow us there for more Ash and Taryn content because I know you want more. I forgot this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.